All right, guys, summer is officially here. Memorial Day is coming. Now, it's going to be a very different Memorial Day for, at least for Todd and I. Fern's probably having a huge barbecue get-together at his house. I am. <laughs> bring everybody. Bring your family. Bring your friends. Yep. As long Just as having a hot dogs. As long yep. as you're not sick. As long as you're not sick. No masks required. Wash your fucking hands. Don't be weird. Social distance. You, it's fine. Are you taking Just, temperatures when people walk in the door? Well, for the staff, for the staff that are here. Oh, I oh, mean, you're t I meant at your yeah. house. You, you've actually taken oh. temperatures of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just anal. Gym. We're taking them anally. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only way. It's the most accurate. Yeah, yeah. When, that's, what the, when, that's, that's what the doctor told me. When, when you, you know, I'm, the, 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 my finger is so good at predicting how to. <laughs> of your own, of your own temperature. Oh, it's huh? definitely, oh, yeah. Mm, yeah, it's definitely 99.8 I'm running hot today. I'm running hot today. <laughs> when, um, when you had your little crawfish, was that what it was? Crawfish? Yeah, we had a crawfish boil last weekend. It, did you, did you do any sort of checking? Did you ask people like, hey, are you no. sick? Nothing. No, these these are all people that I see almost every single day. Todd, what do you think about that? Hey, man, to each their own. Do your thing, man. <laughs> Would you have gone to a crawfish <laughs> boil? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. How many no, people you, ended you, up being there? No, no, you wouldn't have because neither one of you were invited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shucks. So, what? These uh, so just for reference, like the, the these way. are all people oh. that I communicate with on a daily basis. There's probably 20 people there, like including kids, right? There's, they're all people that we know. They're very good friends of ours. We talk to them on a daily basis. Like we know if they're sick or not. Like all that stuff. I, I just didn't invite like I didn't just invite random strangers into the house. Be like, hey, you guys like crawfish? Like come on in. You look sick. Have a seat. You know that wasn't it. Where did we look? We don't have to dive into this, but. I think we, you are smart enough to realize just because you talk to them every day doesn't mean you know who they're interacting with. I know if they're sick. Look, we I already got sick. one bad review because of you and your corona antics. We don't need <laughs> We still haven't determined we still have yet to determine that that was about me because this is not you asked me what I did. I don't know how that could qualifies as a conspiracy theory, but very guess much what? Could have been about Todd. There's like four cases Good in chance. Beach, so, so you know, tell, I'm pretty sure everybody's good. Can nah, you just he look, looks healthy. Like We're good. I do. Yeah. I, don't, I don't need to take the temperature. I just Let me ask you it. this. Do you feel in danger now? Like on this call? By being on this call with you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, that's what I figured. Yeah, I that's the difference, my, right? I sanitize my earbuds. <laughs> that's the difference. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. And, and I actually, and I and just saw the listeners like, I don't think Jay's joking. I think he's a little worried that he can contract COVID via the internet virtual speaking virtual of that you are the only person i know on earth that carries around a gallon jug of water to drink from their own living room yeah. get out a glass or a cup what are you doing i love my idiot. gallon i've been doing this for 25 plus years this is the way to go but before we dive into i did the topic, find out i did find out that you can be this is not a joke i mean it sounds like a joke that you could be diagnosed with COVID over the phone you cannot contract it over the phone. You're suggesting you can find out if you have that. I don't know. I have not confirmed that. I'm just saying I have confirmed that people are being uh, diagnosed over the phone. Yeah. I mean, it's probably a zoom call where they're talking about That's their symptoms equally as stupid. Look, they're probably saying, Hey, you are exhibiting the symptoms of this. You probably have it. 
Fern, you should just, you need to run for president. No, Fern. no, I have no desire, Fern, no desire. Fern Akito 2020. Nah, it's definitely you two, running mates for sure. Fern Ackerman 2020, what do you say? Fern? Yep, for you're sure. My, you're, you're my Joe Biden, no coherent thoughts. <laughs> I do want to ask you though, what is a crawfish exactly? Basically, I mean, you've seen one, right? Yeah, I mean, I think I've probably even ate some, but I'm not exactly sure what it is. It's it's basically a tiny lobster is, is what they look like. If you're just like, what does it look like? It's a miniature lobster. I feel like it's one of those foods that is more work than it's worth putting into to eat. Have you ever eaten crabs? Crabs are definitely more work than it's worth eating, <laughs> yeah, for they're, sure. They're, they're on a whole like lower level than crab. Do you, have you ever peeled shrimp? Yeah, of course. I've done all those things. I don't like doing any of that, to be honest. Well, you're lazy. That's my point, right? Like, <laughs> so it's no, there, there are some tricks to doing it, but it is actually not that much work. It is significantly easier than crab. Crab is one of the hardest things ever until you learn how to do it. And even then it's still a pain in the ass. Um, but no, it's super easy. You know, twist, suck, pull, pinch, pull. That's my sex life right there. Twist, yep. suck, that's, it. that's, a, that's the name of his sex yep. tape, huh? Yep. Ro Roz looked over. She's like, that's where you got that from? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it's, it's useful in a lot of ways. Jeez, uh, Louise. Let's, um, let's talk about it. Memorial Day is coming, like we said, the uh, unofficial beginning of summer. Most gyms this type of year are preparing to do Memorial Day Murph. Is that what you guys would typically do on a standard Memorial Day? Yeah, I mean, we typically have anywhere between 125 to 150 people coming to do that every year. So yeah, we it's definitely a big, uh, just a big thing that people get fired up for, and it's you know something that everybody looks forward to every year for sure. Do you guys get as frustrated with the internet as I do when I see some dummy post something like "I did the Murph," "I did the," you know, like, and they like, do do you guys take like I don't take offense to it, but I get mad when people from outside of the CrossFit world just kind of throw it up like I did this work. Like, in other words, for Are us- Are you mad like, because they did it or because they called it the Murph? It's not because, no, I'm happy they do it. But first of all, there was some guy on YouTube that did like 30 in a row. It's more so because it's downplaying the importance of the workout. They're just looking at it like, hey, this is, I did this, like saying I did this silly workout. It's like, no, this is a really important workout, especially in our community, you know, you know where this guy sacrificed his life and, and you're just throwing it out there because it's some cool thing to do. I mean, I guess it's one of those things that you have to just weigh the downsides of it. Would you prefer that have a couple dummies that do it and but still give it notoriety and people and people know about it? Does it prompt a question to have a conversation about a guy who did something incredibly heroic? Um, you know, it, I, we all I realize that we, we can't eliminate stupid people like. I keep yeah. hoping you won't show up on this show and every time you show up on this show. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not even, a, you know, and I'm using the word dumb or stupid is probably not right. But it, to some extent, you're right. Hey, people will look into it. But the more it gets watered down, the more it gets watered down, right? You know, Orange Theories and other boutique gyms, you know, do Murph now, but they're not necessarily A, giving CrossFit credit. For, do they? I mean, maybe not Orange Theory, but I see lots of... <laughs> boutiques i see lots of personal trainers i have seen you go online go on social media you'll see plenty of people you know they're not a giving crossfit the credit it deserves but b more importantly not giving you know lieutenant michael murphy the credit he deserves 
I, I get I get your point for sure, but you got to look at the bigger picture than that because there's people all over the world that not only are using the hero workouts and and maybe not necessarily giving the the respect that's due there, but people like people are doing CrossFit. They're doing constantly very functional movements performed at high intensity everywhere else, and there are a number of people that aren't giving credit where it's due for that in general. But if you look at the big picture, would I rather have somebody do CrossFit or Murph um, and not give credit or not do CrossFit or Murph at all? I would much rather have them do it and not give credit. I mean, I know that, you know, I know that they are experiencing a much higher level of fitness by, by performing that, um, whether they're giving the right credit or not. So I, I don't know. It's like, yeah. yeah, you can get frustrated with it. It's the same thing if you, you ask somebody that who's the founder of CrossFit or anything else that we know as people that have been in the community for so long, but so many people that are so new to the community, um, they just don't realize it. And lots of times they just don't know what they don't know. So I'm not going to hold it against them for, for that. Yeah, True. I think, the, I mean, you could, you could legitimately have the same criticism of most CrossFit affiliates. Like how many times have you been into affiliate or even your own affiliate? Like I'm fully guilty. Have we posted a hero workout, but we didn't tell everybody what it was about. Or it's just like, cool. It's a hero workout. This is hard, but we didn't actually talk about the person behind that hero workout. You know, like a lot of times people will maybe give a speech or something about Michael Murphy before. Cause that's the first, it's not the first one. Obviously JT was the first one, but it's the, it's the bigger one right? Because it happens, it's a, it's a holiday. Everybody does it. It's a really big ordeal. It's an event, right? That one is, that's why that one's unique. It is, a, it is a hero workout, but simultaneously an event. Uh, I don't know if that has to do with the fact that he's a medal of honor recipient probably, but. I, I agree with you. I think anytime there was a hero workout program when I would coach the bigger ones and probably like you said, the more relevant, the ones we know more information about, you might say something and Memorial Day, maybe you'll give a speech anyway, but then you do, you know, uh, any, any other hero workout and you might just be like, Hey, this is a hero workout. It's meant to be hard and kind of brush past it. I agree with you on that. So I'll, I'll give you an example. I wrote Marston, which is a hero workout. You wrote it before CrossFit.com used it? Yeah, no, I wrote it and submitted it. And is it, a, is that an official CrossFit hero workout now? It is. Oh, cool. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote that workout. I wrote that workout and because he was a member and a very good friend of mine. And I'm sure there are people that are, when, yeah. yeah, and I'm sure there are people that are, that are throwing down that workout and not talking about Blake's story. And this I is care. the, for, for the record, AMRAP 20, four yep. or five dead for one, 10 toes to bar, 15, 15 bar burpees. facing burpees. Yeah. How'd you, how'd you come up with that? Uh, he everybody hates burpees. Right. And like, he's a bigger guy. So he would struggle there a little bit. He loved toes to bar. He had like 12 abs and, but, and he would like, he's, he was like an Adonis dude. He was like six two, zero percent body fat, crazy fit. One of the nice guys you ever met in your life. Uh, and he was super strong, but he sucked ass at deadlifts. Four Oh five would have crushed him. So when I made that, I did it on purpose, right? I was just like, mm, you would really struggle with this workout, so I'm going to put it in there. But he would have smashed the toes to bar, and he, was, and he had great conditioning, so he would have done the burpees. And those dates correspond with the date of the accident that he had. Cool. And then, no, so the that's that's sorry, the cool reps. Workout. The reps uh, correspond with the date. So. Obviously, Todd would scale it. I would hit it RX, but yes. I've only done it as prescribed twice, I think. 
Every, I I've couldn't. had to scale it. I've had to scale it the last couple of times. I don't think I can do it for scratch. I'll What's your that. best deadlift ever, Todd? I think my best ever is like 385, probably. I had 415 once, and I've never touched anything above 385 again. What were you Damn. weighing then, like 185? No, I was probably like 165, <laughs> 170, but I was, I was like – On your 411 frame, that's still pretty big. That's pretty I big. was in the middle of a starting strength program and just lifting heavy, but ever since then, not even close. So, What's your, what's your heaviest back squat? How close are those two numbers? My heaviest back squat ever is 365. So they're pretty close. Your back squat and your and your deadlift are pretty close. Like one my back squat is too high compared to my deadlift for sure. Yeah, could, yeah. I think is that is, conventional is, or sumo? Conventional. The deadlift is conventional. Yeah, I've never really yeah. been a fan of sumo. I'm, I would I would so, think you would just because it make you you'd have to pull the bar one inch off the floor. I know. I should I should dive into that. So let let's let's get into the topic at hand. Memorial Day Murph Todd, right off the bat, are you doing it this year? Uh, we're, we're not going to do Murph on Memorial Day this year. We've decided um, to do it on 4th of July. And instead, typically on 4th of July, we do Laredo, um, which includes which is what? a 400-meter run. I think it's – I believe it's six rounds of a 400-meter run. Uh, it's like 24 uh, air squats, push-ups, and lunges in, in some sequence. Yeah, I've um, done that. That's right. And so uh, our goal is to switch. We're still on the fence on whether our uh, – gyms in Florida are going to be open by by Memorial Day and even if they are um, we're not interested in letting people come in and smash themselves with that volume of pull-ups after being out of the gym for a couple months um, and we've all been doing plenty of push-ups running lunges and air squats so I think a good way to uh, to be able to make this thing happen is is allow Laredo to go down on Memorial Day and then hopefully by July we will have been back in the gym long enough to um, build up the capacity to, to earn the right to do Murph. So still make it a big part of the calendar, still give us something to look forward to after we've been back and open for a couple, couple months um, and still be able to um, celebrate Memorial Day the way we want to with a, with a hero workout as well. If, if Florida does not open gyms, will you do it outside somewhere? Well, it's something that we can do at home. So we've, we've done some things over the course of the, the, um, the quarantine of like virtual 5Ks and rucks and stuff like that. That's, had, that's gotten a, a lot of participation um, and we could do something similar like that. I think even if the gym is open, the goal is to do it outside. We've got a big field out in front of our gym that we can do it at. Um, so to probably keep the majority of people outside and um, make sure we've got plenty of space, but still be able to throw down and, and have fun and get after it. What about you, Fern? What are you thinking for Memorial Day this year? I think phase, or excuse me, phase two is is tentatively supposed to be in place by that point, by the end of the month here. And that's when boxes can open and gyms can. Yeah, that's when gyms could open and and potentially let people inside. Currently, uh, tomorrow people can start doing outside workouts, which is. That's confusing because they can currently do work out outside. CrossFit Roots is running classes here in Boulder. Yeah, I think they should. I don't think they're running like – they're clearly not running normal classes, by the way. I think it's very, very limited. But I saw on their Instagram, Nicole Christensen was coaching maybe four or five people, like in masks, in boxes, like laid out on the floor. It was pretty, pretty unique. 
Yeah, I think I think people need to get creative. Uh, so the short of it is, if that stays in place, then we'll do it. If not, I don't know. We'll kind of have to gauge it and see. The um, you know, there's a couple of things going for us with regard to that. Which is a super heavy military town. Half of the SEAL teams are here. I don't know anybody wants to be that guy who goes down and shuts that guy or gal that goes and shuts down something that's going on like that where people are doing fitness that could be spaced apart. That's a memorial workout for a fallen veteran. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, I just don't know that anybody has any interest in being that person who goes and, and jumps on that beehive. Um, so the answer is probably, I do have the same concerns that Todd has is that people are, I think most people are probably ready for it, but it's the, it's always that kind of 10% that I'm worried about. They're going to bite off on too much. And, you know, I want to exercise a little bit more safety with regard to everybody says they've been training, but have they, I don't know. Most people well, have been doing pull-ups, right? I was going to say especially pull pull-ups. So yeah, yeah. knowing that, what are some things you're going to do preemptively? Well, one of the things is almost, I don't want to say mandate, but recommend that people cut it in half and then really discourage the use of vests this year. Discourage you, so, or not allow? Sorry, Doug. Uh, discourage. I mean, people, I'm like, I'm not people's dad. I'm not trying to be big brother here. The, I just think be smart, like really emphasize that, like, listen, what you should do for all of these, it's not about doing it prescribed, right? It's about suffering a little bit in remembrance of a person like nobody gives a shit if you do it prescribed i don't care what's crazy to me is that this is one of the workouts that like more people want to do prescribed than anywhere else like we've got a culture that like most everybody's scaled in most every workout and not many people think much about it but when it comes to murph there are more people that want to do all of the reps and then even more people that want to do it with a vest than in any of our other workouts. And sometimes it's like, in my, my opinion, it's my job to save them from themselves um, to where it's like, if I in any way left the door slightly open, I think way too many people would walk through that door here for us. Um, and so it's like, we definitely have to not do it and uh, you know, talk people off the ledge with some of that, but it's crazy. I, it's, it's, it's interesting that this, this workout, carries that much weight to so many people. I guess it's not interesting, but. No, I think I agree with you. I think for all hero workouts, it happens to be the workouts for everyone's like, I'm going RX because it's meant to be hard. I'm meant to suffer. It's okay. But that doesn't worry about that. (laughs) Right. That doesn't take away from the fact that as coaches and as the athletes, we still need to be smart about it. What's. I I think people are a, somewhat inclined to let it go because it's I mean again we we know it's weightlifting because you're wearing a a weight vest but because it's body weight a lot of instances and because the pull-ups are largely self-regulating we kind of let people slide on that it's like all right well they can do it but you know I know I know a handful of people that have gotten rapto from doing Murph I mean just the pushing Pushing. and the pulling and that goes on there is just crazy Push-ups are, dev- yeah. push-ups are devastating in general. Put push-ups and pull-ups are like the two scariest movements as far as, you know, getting seriously or within rhabdo from, from any of the movements that we do. I got a Why hair up you- my ass like three weeks ago and I was just like, I'm going to do Murph. And I haven't been really been training at all. I took off on the mile run and I don't know, 400 meters into it. I was like, I'm going to maybe do half Murph. 
15 minutes into doing the push-ups, pull-ups, and the squats, I was like, I'm going to take this vest off, and I'm probably just going to work 15 minutes, and then I'm going to go for a run. I mean, I just, I was just, I thought I was ready, and I was clearly not ready for that. Half Murph with no vest is a hard workout, because there's just, it's a, it's more, it's not quite a sprint, but you're moving at a much different pace than a full Murph or Murph with a vest. It's devastating. Yeah, I mean, you could, you should be pushing that in what? Sub 20? Yeah. Um, no. Half Murph, so 10 rounds. Like, if you're crushing it, you could probably get those done in six minutes. It, it, people could do it in five. Let's just say you went, yeah, I guess you could. If you went, like, 7-7, seven, seven, and then, yeah, it could be pretty damn close to 20, sub sub 20. Well, I mean, you, you'd only be doing a half mile, right? Unless you're only going half yeah. mile. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, I was just thinking about, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yes, definitely sub 20. Sorry. What's your – what? go ahead, Todd. Oh, this just reminded me of probably the dumbest thing I ever did. <laughs> do tell, do tell. Other than joining this podcast. Work, work, Workout-wise, workout-wise. We had, I had a, a, a couple members a handful of years ago that would come up. They, they used to do this thing. They, they called it the SOG. It was like the Saturday, what was it? Like supper on Saturday um, oh, the, the, the Saturday open gym grinder or something like that. And they would come up with these workouts that were absolutely ridiculous. And most of the time I was gone on the weekends. So I never took part in them. And these guys start talking one day about wanting to do double marks to do it back to back. And I was like, that is so dumb. You guys, there is no reason to do that. Why would you do it? And they kept bringing it up, kept talking about it. And finally I was like, all right, are you guys going to do it? I'll do it with you. Let's do it. And then all of a sudden, they kind of started pumping the brakes of like, well, uh, and I was like, no, you said, let's do it. And so we had plans to do it um, at some point, and I forget what it was, but for some reason, the plans got canceled, and they ended up backing out and not wanting to do it. Well, then fast forward a couple months later, it got brought up again. And when it got brought up again, I was back to going, no, this is stupid. We shouldn't do it. And I was like, you know what? I said I'd do it with you guys. Let's do it. So on Thanksgiving, it was the day before Thanksgiving, and this had to have been about two or three years ago now, we decided to do double Murph without the vest, just, just, just body weight. But that was definitely one of the most boring and monotonous and like grinding workouts of all time. It was just like push-ups, pull-ups, air squats are not too devastating for me. Those are things that are kind of in my wheelhouse, but it was mind-numbingly boring. And I felt, How long did it take? It was, I did it in sub an hour. No, I didn't in sub. Uh, I think I did. I don't know what it was. I can't remember, to be honest with you. Um, what would it have been? It was, you know, I, I think I stuck with like 20 minutes worth of, or 22 minutes worth of the, the push-ups, pull-ups, and air squats. And then the miles were like seven and a half, eight-minute paces, something like that. The um, worst part would be when you come back from that one mile and you have to immediately turn around. Go, and do another mile just keep yeah. running two miles in the middle of that was devastating it was absolutely so, horrible so speaking of terrible ideas uh one of my members came in today and they asked me like hey did you see this one of the games athlete posted this challenge and she explained it to me and i'm, I'm by process of elimination i'm just throwing names out and then finally we got to brooke wells she put a post up as a quarantine challenge number four i don't know if you've seen this 70 rounds so already highly alarming Oh, I saw that. Um, uh, so, so no, there's, a, there's a little cap a week, right? So yeah, so there's a caveat there at the end, which is so it's basically seventy rounds of Cindy in seven days, which very doable, right? So basically, do ten rounds a day, but somebody's gonna do this in a day, 
right? Like some idiot's going to be like, ah, you know what? Why do yeah. it in seven when you can do it in one? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Well, uh, do you guys agree that push-ups are one of the movements that stay hard regardless of how long you do CrossFit? It is one of the things that you have to do. Like if I do them consistently, even just a couple of them once a week, I'm good to go. But if as soon as you take time off of them, devastating. No, I've gotten this. The reason I think of it is this is the first time I've gotten pretty good at them. Like can crank out sets of 30 consistently where, you know, anytime you do like Cindy or Murph, like somewhere in there, your push-ups are what goes, not your pull-ups, not your squats. Just we don't train that, that plane, if you will, you know, for pressing as often as we do overhead or even straight down in something like a dip. There's yeah. I mean, the one time I've gotten, or maybe a couple of times, I don't remember, but that I've gotten even remotely close to 30 rounds of Cindy, the first 20 rounds have to be unbroken. Like you yeah. got, like, like you're not going to make it there to that high a number if you're breaking the pull up, the push ups and round five to 10. Isn't, there, isn't there an old journal article about push ups that Coach Glassman wrote? I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. I thought He's it was entitled, about- I thought it was entitled something like you suck at push ups or something like that. I can't remember, but he talks about the the importance of push-ups and like mastering the push-up and that like most people just just blow right by just being good at push-ups yeah i forget it was something like you should be able to do 50 perfect push-ups unbroken i I do remember that now that you say that yeah i have to go back and find it what's your favorite hero workout to do Todd, what's Tommy yours? V. Tommy, Tommy V's rope climbs and thrusters, right? Yep. Yep. 21, 15, 9, thrusters at 115, and then what is it? 12, 9, uh, no, 15, 12, 9, rope climbs. Rope climbs? Yeah. That's an what? old school one. What about you, Todd? Is it, is it Josh that, that is uh, pull-ups and overhead squats? Like 42 pull-ups, 21 overhead squats. Yeah, there's there's Mr. Josh, and then there's Joshua. Is that correct? Yeah, I think Mr. Joshua was the deadlifts, GHD sit-ups and running, and that one destroys me. I think it's just Josh that's the overhead squats and pull-ups. I'd say the things that I'm good at. The hero workout most likely to give you rhabdo is Michael. (sighs) Yeah, that's three rounds of 800 meter run, 50 GHD sit-ups, 50. I forget if it's hip or back extensions, but I think it's hip extension. Great workout to program after like two hard days, but only if you're going to scale it appropriately. So, all right, let, let, let's talk about it. You know, last year we put an episode out about running Memorial Day Murph efficiently. I think this year we can probably assume most boxes are not going to do it or going to come up with some sort of alternative like, like Todd's doing. But if, what are some of the things you've done over the years where you have 100 or 120 people or even just a big class and you can run Memorial Day Murph well and well let's talk through how can you solve for that you got to say Fern you've got 120 people that want to come and do that in this environment what what's going to be your approach even if you decide to do it aside from just throwing caution to the wind and I guess I shouldn't have asked Fern because Fern would be like 120 people we're good yeah yeah, we're good I know they're all safe yeah they're good we've all we've we've anally checked them for temperatures um (laughs) (laughs) just wash your hand in between that's all I (laughs) Um, 
No, so I think so. Typically, we have a we have a ton of pull up space in our gym. So between all four pull up rigs, I think we can run right at fifty people simultaneously. So what the first thing I do is probably just cut that number in half and run heats of twenty five, and that way it, it, there's spacing there. So you you would have one full pull up rig between every single athlete just to make sure that they have spacing. Obviously, keep all the doors open keep you know fans running all that stuff um and then maybe the other thing you could maybe do is they can only be inside for the pull-up portion right so just limit the amount of time outside of that go outside into the parking lot or on the grass my only problem with that is now they're outside is generally hot as balls here at that point so now i'm upping the risk for dehydration or overheating because it's usually pretty terrible anyway so maybe keep them inside and just cut the number in half. Instead of running three heats, you run six heats over the course of, you know, four to five hours uh, and do it that way. And then, or maybe do the same, because typically we do a mass start every 60 minutes. Because by the time that second group starts, even if somebody was pushing the hour mark, I'm not overlapping on pull-up space, right? I've got 14, 15 minutes of just running between the two of those. So you can maybe put a half hour in between those and only have 25 people in the facility and have that overlap and then get them out and then bring the next crew in rather than just having like these mass starts every 60 minutes because everybody just likes to be around and do that. So, uh, you know, think spacing, think timing, probably bigger stagger starts. And then, um, but what would you do? How would you, Todd, what are you going to do if you end up having to do this virtually and, and people don't have pull-up bars? Yeah, the, the, that's, I think, where you either get creative and turn the pull up into like a bent over row or some of the different scaling options that we've seen. We've seen people doing like rows off of um, kitchen doors tables and, stuff, and yeah. doors and, and, and truck beds and stuff like that. But I think this is a good opportunity to, to take advantage of the fact that there are hundreds of hero work workouts out there and there are plenty that can be done at home with minimal equipment. So take the opportunity to, share somebody else's story. And I think, you know, take the same approach that most of us take with Murph where we share the story and we talk about it um, and really celebrate it. Do that with somebody else. You know, there's so many, you know, people that, that, that there's workouts built, you know, created for, this would be a cool opportunity to do something that you can do virtually that you don't need much equipment for. And you can take that same approach as far as sharing the story and the message and just give people more information on the hero workouts, why they're created and who they're created for. You know, I, I like the idea of staggering it first. Do you, do you have, you obviously have people pick which heat they're going to go in, right Fern? Yeah. So we typically will, I don't know, something like a week to two weeks out, put a, like a Google doc spreadsheet out and have people sign up for their heat times just so everybody knows. Cause otherwise I don't want 150 people showing up and then having to wait basically two and a half hours to start. For, for me, Murph, and a handful of other workouts over the course of the year, maybe like a New Year's Day or the Christmas Eve workout, we're always more important to promote community and having everybody in at one time. Where's the balance between that and making sure people get the workout they want? There's a give and take. Like, yeah, the, I mean, you're going to sacrifice a little bit of both. Yeah, the reality of it is, is at this point, like the, the – the community with 120, 150 people strong all together, hanging out, you know, having beers afterwards. It's just, it's not an option or it's not a responsible option at this point. So, um, and I think the, the reality of it is, is people understand that. So 
you know, it's, it's great to do that and have everybody here hanging out, cheering everybody on. And, you know, potentially maybe you promote that and say, all right, you know, sit in your trucks or your cars and honk at people as they're running by and have your own drinks and do that. And maybe you can get creative and do some of those type of things, at least for a little while. Um, other than that, I think people will understand if they're not allowed to stick around to cheer everybody else on, or if there's not others there cheering them on, it just is what it is at this time. And it'll make people eager and ready for it to return back to what it normally is next year. So I think you could build it up for next year. You could do 10 person tailgaters like every 30 yards. Dude. Perfect. 10 person crawfish boils. There we go. Every 30 yards you're good to go. That's a little much. That's a lot of propane set up and all that stuff, but you could definitely do, you, you could definitely do some tailgaters every like 30 yards along the run. And then. And, you know. and of course this year's going to be different, but what about just on a typical year? I know, like I said, for me, it's, I'd rather the gym packed everybody there once, even if it means the three of us are sharing a pull-up bar and I have to, you know, my expression to most people is, this is not important. You are not fit enough to worry about this. I, I, th- as far as I, the time goes? Yeah, as far as like I'm sharing a bar with Todd. Like for a lot of people, sharing. Oh, you mean people be in a hurry because you're messing up my transition time? Yeah, it's like you're not <laughs> fast enough. It's a hero workout. It's one work. This is not about that. I, um, what year was the regionals? It had Diane in it. This is probably 2012. 11, 12, that was a yeah. Lo- yeah, that was the last year I went. <laughs> just thought of bringing so it up. He went and watched in the stands, up. is what he's saying. I, had, no, I did so, like a four, like a like four twenty-seven. Diane, that year was terrible. I and that was, was like almost last. That's crazy how fast probably. people were doing it that year, dude. I think uh, what's his name did it in like a minute fifty-two. Bailey, uh, wasn't it Dan Bailey that won? No, it was one of the other. Like it was one of the other like really short guys, though. Well, so I was at the regionals in Ohio that year, helping out, and. I don't know how it was set up in the mid Atlantic where you did a fern, but it was like the rig and then the, the mats to the deadlift bar were staggered. So somewhere a little bit further from the wall, like three feet mm-hmm. and someone, I was near Castro and someone was like, you know, this is not fair. And Dave was like, it doesn't matter. And that was at the regional level. So is that what cost you your trip to the games Fern? for sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It definitely didn't have anything to do with the massive implosion on the hundreds workout, but uh, the two minutes of time going that extra foot every round oh my three God. times. So that's, that's so, not a good workout for me. It has never been a good workout for me. W- with all of that being said, any other feedback you would give for people, whether it's this year or in general, when running Memorial day Murph or any hero workout going forward? I, I think this year in general, it's just like, we've been in this long enough and there's been some peaks and valleys. I'm sure we've all had some, you know, whether it's zoom happy hours or we've had some classes or some different ideas and things that have like gone really well. And we've gotten a lot of participation and it's probably also waned off a little bit. I think this is another opportunity for us to take advantage of something for people to um, get together and, and celebrate and share in. And so I think if, if you're an affiliate owner and even if your affiliate's not open again, or if it is like skipping out on Memorial day and trying to make this a big deal is a big miss. I think this is just an opportunity for us to um, 
just create another win for us and our members. And so taking advantage of that and, and running it however you decide to do so, whether it is doing Murph, whether it's picking a different hero workout or another workout in general, um, whether it's somehow doing it in person or over Zoom or virtually some other way, I think taking advantage of the, the holiday and trying to get everybody together um, and doing something together is, is going to be big for you and maybe create a little bit more men, momentum for you to hopefully be able to open the doors either right before or right after and kind of um, get some people fired up to be back in the gym. The only other thing I was thinking about was, you know, so typically when people do Memorial Murph, it's Memorial Murph, it's an event. Yeah, I'm not running a normal class schedule. You could run it as a normal class schedule and just have people come in. But maybe, you know, if, if you're like most gyms, you probably have a significant amount of time between classes at this point. So maybe you just run it as a normal day and you come in and everybody does it. The other thing potentially you could do because Memorial Day, uh, yeah, that's Saturday, Sunday, it's Monday. So you could do it over the course of three days, meaning like you could run it every day for three days and minimize the number of people you have come in the building. You could go Saturday, Sunday, Monday, because I, I was going to say normally if that's a four day weekend for most people, you could do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, and you probably be great. And, and the rea- you might get more people come in and do it if you do it that way. I think, I think both points are valid. Whether you're doing it virtually, you still have to make a big deal out of it. And I think that goes for anything. Like you need to be growing and fostering your community no different than when your doors are open. But then for those that are like, I really want to run it. I really want to make sure we continue this tradition. I think that's a great idea for multiple days at a minimum, multiple heats, but potentially multiple days because people want to do it. People, it's an important, it's an important milestone for them every year. For some people, it's one of the few workouts they track and they know, and base their fitness on that. You know, maybe they have a few other metrics, but it's like, hey, I PR'd my Murph by five minutes. I think whatever you do, you should go out of your way to put an effort to make something happen, like Todd Absolutely. said. I, I, it doesn't even matter what it is. I think, and I think, Todd, you brought this up the other day when we were talking, we were talking about just when we had the question. At this point, effort is what matters. Everybody expects you to mess things up and not get it right because everything's so weird. We all live in the upside down right now. Just effort is really all that matters. I'll give people a perfect example. The, so we had a guy come in the other day and I'll give you the backstory first. So this guy came in and he purchased six months paid in full in advance. During this time, this is recently. No, no, this is like six months ago. Okay. Right. And then we basically haven't seen him for six months, even though we reached out and he was just like, yeah, I'm coming in just like over and over and over and over and over. And he came in the other day, he came in, he's like, I was going to, I signed up and then I was going to run these marathons. They all got canceled. And you guys are the only people that I'm involved with in the fitness world that have continually reached out to me to figure out, like, to try to help me in some way. So he's like, I'm coming back in to turn in my membership. And he came back after a guy came in like three times. Right. And I wouldn't say that we over delivered to this guy. Like we, you know, essentially we failed to get him in the gym, but our continual just effort, even though it probably fell short in my mind is enough. Right. And I, I think the same thing applies here in Murph, like just giving the effort, even if it's an idea that you're not super happy with, but you put forth the effort to try to do something, people are going to give you the benefit of the doubt right now. So use that to your advantage. Like why not do something? doesn't matter. Yeah. And that goes back to you know, a handful of conversations we've all had in the past where, you know, trying 
to improve something and trying to do your best is oftentimes better than not doing anything. So absolutely, especially right now, people are going to be, you know, for the, for the areas that aren't opening during Memorial Day, in general, they're going to be stressed out, upset, disappointed. It's our responsibility to make sure we, we do something for them, like you said, Fern, do something. Anything. All right, guys. Well, I'll do it. I'll probably do it outdoors. I'll probably find a little pull-up bar. You're going to go outside? <laughs> I'll wear a mask. I will go outside. Yeah, that's not going to help your time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll probably find a little pull-up bar and try to do Murph. I've been, I mean, I think I've done it every day, every year for the last 15 or so years. A so little pull-up bar. Actually, Did you hear that right there? He knew yeah, himself. A, he a, little, a little, a little tiny one. Yeah. Bar. He Perfect. means like small diameter so he can get his hands on it. Yeah, the, it almost touches the ground. The, I, I don't know if anybody's considering doing this but I don't know how you guys feel about it. The whole mask thing, you should absolutely not require or even suggest that people wear masks while doing this workout. All right, you just got us like seven bad reviews. That's dangerous, bro. <laughs> no, I, I get where you're going with it. I mean, I've not followed the, the laws and the rules that are being set out right now, but yes, I do agree if, if, if you're asking people to do Murph or do some sort of workout. Yeah, masks during, I see people running around town with a mask or biking. I think it's cool, pull it up if you're gonna cross paths with someone, pull it up if you're within you know, a foot of someone. But yeah, when you're out on your run and yes, a mask during a workout is probably not an ideal situation. I just think it's a safety hazard. Like I just, particularly for people who have not been training with a mask on, like there is, you know, Arguably, and I don't think there is a ton of utility with training with a mask on, but that's not how people do it because they think it's like training at altitude. And it's not how yeah. it works. But um, but if you're thinking about, if people are that worried, I think they should stay home. I agree. And I think that's yeah. for everybody. If you're, if you know, as boxes open, it's ultimately up to you and your comfort level. Don't don't be mad at Rife or Drive or whatever box it is for opening. You don't, you don't have to go. Yeah, I just think if we're if we're truly, you know, talking about safety, slapping a mask on somebody to do a workout like Murph is not is not safe. Agreed. Agreed. No masks. We'll check your temperature. All are welcome at CrossFit Crawfish. And <laughs> That's gonna be my online affiliate. I'm gonna start that right now. CrossFit Crawfish, there you go. Peel <laughs> close close enough close enough <laughs> well all right guys another good chat if you guys have questions on how to run memorial day murph at your box or any other hero workout of course you know what to do hit us up thanks again for listening to best hour of their day and thanks again to our special guest we appreciate all you guys do for us with best hour of their day when it comes to sharing our posts on Instagram, when it comes to subscribing to us on YouTube, when it comes to the constant feedback, we are grateful and we appreciate it. We are trying to build a community based on coaching development and becoming the best version of yourself. And it goes without saying that we couldn't do without all of you. So if you haven't already please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Season one of Dropping In is out. We are getting tremendous feedback and we'd love for you to check it out. Leave us a comment on there. Head over to our Instagram, give us a follow, like our pictures, 
feel free to share anything that resonates with you. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback for us, please don't hesitate. Email us, besthouroftheirday at gmail.com. Thanks again. Until the next episode, we hope you've had the best hour of your day.